0: Good morning, faithful listeners. You've tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, the one place where you can get a daily explanatory Bible reading to start your day strong. This is your host, Jen, bringing you a brand new episode out of Matthew. Tuesday, faithful listeners. This is your host, Jen, with p40ministries.com. I am just so excited to jump right into the Bible today because we are in Matthew chapter 10. And this is the first time we are in Matthew chapter 10. We finished Matthew 9 on Thursday last week. So this is really exciting for me to talk a little bit about Matthew chapter 10. But Matthew 10 is a little bit of a heavy chapter. So it's going to be a little bit sadder than some of the other chapters we've read about before. Now today I'm going to be reading out of the W.E.B. version of the Bible. But if you don't have the W.E.B. version, don't feel like you have to try to find one. Just read out of whatever version you prefer. I'm going to start reading verses 1 through 15. So go ahead and grab your cups of coffee. Yes, cups, plural. I certainly need several cups of coffee each morning. I am always dead tired. But yeah, so let's grab our cups of coffee and let's go ahead and start reading. He called to himself his 12 disciples, and he gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every sickness. Now, the names of the 12 apostles were these. The first, Simon, who is called Peter, Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, John, his brother, Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew, the tax collector, James, the son of Alphaeus, Labaius, who was also called Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. Jesus sent these twelve out, and he commanded them, saying, Don't go among the Gentiles, and don't enter into any city of the Samaritans. Rather, go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, and cast out the demons. Freely you received, so freely give. Don't take any gold, silver, or brass in your money belts. Take no bag for your journey, neither two coats, nor sandals, nor staff. For the laborer is worthy of his food. Into whatever city or village you enter, find out who in it is worthy and stay there until you go on. As you enter into the household, greet it. If the household is worthy, let your peace come on it. But if it isn't worthy, let your peace return to you whoever doesn't receive you or hear your words. As you go out of that house or that city, shake the dust off your feet. Most certainly, I tell you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. So we learn in verse 1 that Jesus finally has all of his 12 apostles, or his disciples. The last one we had heard about him getting was Matthew, And Matthew was the tax collector, and the reason we hear about Matthew's story is because Matthew was the one who wrote the book of Matthew, and of course he's going to talk a little bit about his own story and how he met Jesus, but he doesn't go into a lot of details about the other disciples and how they met Jesus. But then in verse 1 of Matthew 10, we find out that Jesus does indeed have 12 disciples, and he gives them the power to cast out spirits and to heal diseases. It says that he gives them the authority to do these things. So we know that this was a divine authority. We know that this was of the spirit, that Jesus was doing these things. And Jesus gave the spirit of God to these 12 disciples so that they could also go out and heal the sick and cast out demons. And then in verse 2, it goes on to name all 12 disciples. And one thing that's really interesting about this Every time you find a list of the disciples in the Bible, Peter is mentioned first and Judas Iscariot is mentioned last. This makes people believe that Peter was kind of the head apostle and Judas, of course, was the one who betrayed him because it does say in verse 4, Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed Jesus. Many people believe that these groups were broken up into three groups of four. So for example, Peter would have been the head of one group and Philip would have been the head of another one. And then maybe James would be the head of the next one. So that's what a lot of people believe is that these apostles went out into three groups of four to do these things that Jesus had commanded them to do. Now, one thing that's kind of puzzling to a lot of people is in verse five, Jesus sends out the 12 and he commands them before they go. And he says, don't go among the Gentiles and don't enter into any city of the Samaritans, but rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. People think that that's very uncharacteristic of Jesus. Why wouldn't he want the 12 apostles to go out and to spread the gospel to the Gentiles and to the Samaritans? Well, there's really a couple reasons, actually. The first reason is that the Gentiles were not God's chosen people. The Jewish people were God's chosen people. And they technically had the first rights to accept Jesus as their Savior. The second reason is that the law and the prophets hadn't been fulfilled yet. Jesus hadn't yet died on the cross. The time wasn't ready for the Gentiles to accept Jesus as their savior, mainly because he hadn't yet taken away the sins of the Gentiles. The Jews, however, could accept that Jesus was their Messiah and would be able to understand the law and the prophets to know that the Messiah had come, which is what Jesus tells his disciples to go out and preach. He tells them, as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So he tells his disciples to go out and preach the Messiah has come. The Jewish people would have understood this. They would have understood what the term Messiah meant. Now the Gentiles didn't know about any of this and many of them wouldn't have understood it. Jesus had to die first so that the Gentiles could come to him. Because if these disciples would have gone out and tried to spread the word of the Messiah to the Gentiles... It's very likely that the disciples would have also tried to push the Gentiles into following the law. But Jesus was coming to fulfill the law to give the Gentiles a more understandable version that, that they could relate to. Which is why Paul later on in Acts and many of the books after Acts goes out and he preaches the gospel to the Gentiles. And he was the perfect person to do it because not only was Paul a Roman citizen, but he was also a Jew and he was like a Jewish Pharisee. So he was somebody that really understood the law and the prophets, but he was also a Roman citizen. So he understood the Gentiles because he had been around them. But if you read Acts, there's a chapter in it that talks about Peter And he went into a Gentile home and he truly didn't believe that he should have been in this Gentile home. He thought it was wrong of him to enter a Gentile home because that's what he had been taught his entire life, was that Gentiles didn't have God and they were unclean. So the timing was just not yet there. The Gentiles would definitely get the gospel of Jesus Christ, but he had to die first. But the Jews would have been able to understand this at this time, that the Messiah had come, that he was going to fulfill the law and the prophets. And that's why Jesus tells his disciples, don't go to the Gentiles or to the Samaritans yet. Someday you can go and preach the gospel to every creature because it will be fulfilled at that time. But right now, the Jews are the ones who can understand it. Now, in verse 8, Jesus continues telling his disciples what to do. And he says, heal the sick and cleanse the lepers and cast out the demons. And he says, freely you have been given, so freely give. And this verse means that they have freely received the spirit to help them do these things. They have been freely given the spirit. So Jesus says, freely give of yourself to these people, you know, work among them and live with them, preach to them and tell them the good news of the gospel. But then he goes on to say, which is something, something kind of interesting. He says, don't take any gold or silver or brass in your money belts. In fact, don't even take any bag for your journey filled with clothes. Don't take extra sandals. Don't take an extra coat. Don't take anything extra with you. Just go. And he says, you're going to be provided for. For the laborer is worthy of his food. That is what verse 10 says. So he is sending his disciples out as laborers. And if the people don't provide for them, then God will. And when Jesus commands this, this is just a way to show the disciples that Jesus has the control over their lives. He's going to protect them and provide for them. They don't have to be anxious about going out and not being provided for or not being taken care of. He says the laborer is worthy of their food. So the father is going to take care of them, even if the people of the region that they go out to choose not to take care of them. And then Jesus talks a little bit about that. He says, The people who don't take care of you or who do not receive you or hear your words. He says, shake the dust off of your feet. Most certainly, I tell you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city that does not receive you or hear your words. And this is a message to us nowadays. We are supposed to support and take care of our church members. We're supposed to financially provide for our pastors because they are worthy of support and finances and their own food as well. They are definitely worthy of that. That is what Jesus says. They are taking care of the church and they should be thanked and they should be financially supported by the people of the church. I fully believe that Jesus is very clear about that. Now, one thing I kind of skipped here on accident is verse 11. He tells his disciples that in whatever city they go, just stay in one house until you leave. The first person that accepts you into their home, stay there. Don't go try to find the fanciest place for you to stay. Stay in the first place that accepts you. You know, not only should you go out and preach the gospel to these people, but stay humble. Don't try to find great things for yourself. Don't try to find the fanciest place to stay in, but rather be a laborer, be a worker, be unafraid and don't be anxious. Be somebody who trusts God that he will take care of you and that he will find people who will provide for you so on christmas eve we're going to finish out matthew chapter 10 so join me then 6 a.m now something a little bit different i'm going to do for christmas this week on friday is i'm going to actually have a special christmas podcast this is going to be a really interesting event that i haven't quite figured out all the details to yet but one thing i do know is i'm going to be airing it at midnight on christmas day and that's actually christmas eve-ish christmas day so i'm going to be airing it 12 a.m christmas morning is a better way to put that i think so that is just something interesting i am going to do hopefully you guys can stay tuned for that and it'll be an interesting discussion i'm going to be talking about something super christmasy so definitely mark your calendars for Christmas morning at 12am to really get yourself into the Christmas spirit. But until then, happy listening and God bless.